Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hello there, friends, and welcome uh, Welcome to today's episode. Did got a little tongue-tied there for a moment. Uh, thanks for joining us here for today's episode. We're in Jeremiah chapter number 19, and we're talking about the lesser-known object lesson of the pottery or the potter. In chapter 18, uh, God told Jeremiah to go to a potter's house and watch pottery being formed. And so when clay is moldable, there's still hope for it's shaping. But in chapter, excuse me, chapter number 19, we find that the object lesson is different. Jeremiah has been uh, tasked with taking a an already formed bottle, uh, a clay bottle, and taking that bottle with some of the leadership people of the city to the Valley of Hinnom. We described that yesterday. And in that valley, he pronounces judgment upon them. You have done some horrific things right here. You're responsible for that. Things that never would have entered into my mind. Things that would include things as awful as child sacrifice. So the judgment is being pronounced. Look at verse number six. Therefore, the Lord is speaking. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that this place shall no more be called Tophet. So Tophet means a place of burning, a fireplace, a fire pit. And that's what it was. That It was a place where they would burn their garbage or burn a dead body, an animal carcass. But it's not going to be called that anywhere. It's not going to be called the fire pit anymore, Tophet. But watch this, verse number six. Nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, that's what we still call today, the Valley of Hinnom or Gehenna. It's not going to be called that. It's going to be called the Valley of Slaughter. Why? Because of what is future, what God is, what is predicting, what God is pronouncing. And that is that Babylon is coming. We've said this over and over again. And because of the hard-heartedness, the stiff-neckedness of the people of God, they were going to be destroyed. And remember, in that invasion, the final invasion of 586 B.C., one-third of the city died. That's a a huge number. And there wasn't time to bury bodies, and the bodies just lay out in the open, and the birds of the air came and picked at them, and the the wild beasts ate them, and, and they rotted and were burned. It was a valley of slaughter. So this is, again, a prediction that God is giving these people. Now look at verse number seven. And I will make void the council of Judah and Jerusalem in this place. And I will cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies and by the hands of them that seek their lives and their carcasses will I give to be meat for the fowls of the heaven. We just talked about this. And for the beasts of the earth, I will make this city desolate. We talked about this a couple days ago. And, and hissing, remember we talked about, whoa, whoo, a hissing, 
a hissing. Everyone that passeth thereby shall be astonished and hiss because of all the plagues thereof. It's going to get bad. And I'm going to bring to naught, to emptiness, the counsel of the leadership. Now, remember, whom has Jeremiah brought to this place? The leadership. So this is an indictment on them. Look at verse number nine. And I will cause them to eat the flesh of their sons. Wow. And the flesh of their daughters. They shall eat everyone the flesh of his friend in the siege and straightness. Wherewith their enemies and they that seek their lives shall straighten them. What in the world does this mean? This sounds really bad. And it is. What, what the Lord is predicting here is the time will come because of the siege. You know what a siege was. A siege is when a foreign army would come in, surround a city, cut out all points of ingress and egress, and basically just starve out the people. It was a good tactic because that way, even though a city might be walled and heavily defended, eventually they run out of food. And so the soldiers would just wait until people got desperate. Remember that famous siege there against Samaria in 2 Kings chapter 6, when the Bible says they were eating things as awful as donkeys' heads and using doves' dung as fuel for their food? Uh, they were cannibalizing their own children. They were just so hungry. They were doing desperate things. That's what the Lord is saying here, that it's going to get really, really desperate. And in the in desperation, people will begin to cannibalize. They'll eat the dead bodies of their sons and their daughters and their friends. You say, I would never do that. Well, it's amazing what people do when they're desperate. I think about that famous case of those Athletes that died in the Andes Mountains back in the 1970s, and there was a book written about it. It was called Alive, and they, the people actually famously ate the dead bodies of their, of their fellow uh, ball team members. You say, oh, I would never do that. You just don't know what you would do in desperation. What the Lord is saying is when you rebel— and when you face the consequences of your sin, your options become limited. That's what the word straighten here means. To straighten means to narrow, to narrow. And so uh, your, your options become limited. Your choices become narrowed when you disobey the Lord. And you do things that you never would have thought that you would have done because of that limited option situation that you caused by your sin. That's what the Lord is predicting here. Look at verse number 10. Then shalt thou break the bottle in the sight of the men that go with thee. So there's the illustration. Jeremiah has just preached this message of destruction, pronouncing judgment, saying that it's going to get so bad that you're going to be cannibalizing your own people. And then as a final exclamation point on the message, Jeremiah takes that bottle that he's been holding in his hands and he breaks it. Why a broken bottle, you can't put that back together. A broken bottle, what a symbol of the utter destruction and uselessness of a vessel that now has been shattered, pulverized. That's what's happening here. What a memorable message this must have been to those that attended. 
Can you imagine as those old men are realizing, well, he's preaching against us. He's talking about our leadership. He's talking about our council being brought to naught. He's talking about our city being destroyed. And then to see that that bottle break in front of them, what a memorable illustration that must have been. Would you look at verse number 11, please? And shalt say unto them, so when you break the bottle, then say this, and shalt say unto them, thus saith the Lord of hosts, even so will I break this people and this city as one breaketh a potter's vessel and cannot be made whole again. This is irreparable damage that cannot be made whole again. And they shall bury them in Tophet. Remember the place of burning, the Valley of Hinnom, the Valley of Slaughter? Uh, They shall bury them in Tophet till there be no place to bury. It is going to be a massive destruction. Verse number 12, Thus will I do unto this place, saith the Lord, and to the inhabitants thereof, even and even make this city as Tophet. See this place of burning? That's going to be the whole city. See this little place here that you don't like to come to because it's a garbage dump that burns, it smells. The worms are are eating the carcasses and the, the fowls of the air are coming down, eating the carrion. You hate coming here. Well, guess what? The whole city is going to be like this one day. Verse number 13, and the houses of Jerusalem and the houses of the kings of Judah shall be defiled as the place of Tophet because of all the houses upon whose roofs they have burned incense. That means false God worship unto all the host of heaven, worshiping the stars and the planets and the moon. They poured out drink offerings unto other gods, idolatry. Then came Jeremiah from Tophet. So Jeremiah obeys. He preaches the message. He breaks the model. He tells what it means. Now he's done. The Bible says in verse number 14, then came Jeremiah from Tophet, whither the Lord had sent him to prophesy. And he stood in the court of the Lord's house and said to all the people. So he goes from this little private message outside of the city by the Valley of Hinnom with just these invited guests that are the ancients of the people. But now he goes to the most public place. He goes to the place with all the people and he trumpets another message. Look at that message in verse number 15. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will bring upon this city and upon all her towns, all the suburbs, all the evil that I have pronounced against it because they have hardened their necks that they might not hear my words. There's the illustration of the, of the bottle. It's hard. It's brittle. It, uh, a hardened neck is a neck that refuses to turn, refuses to look, refuses to repent. And the Bible says they have hardened their necks. This is their choice because they don't want to hear the truth. It's like saying, you know what? I don't want to go to that church. I don't want to read that Bible. I don't want to listen to that podcast. I don't want to hear it. And yet when we harden our necks and rebel against God and stick our fingers in our ear and say, I don't want to hear it, we are still responsible for the things that we should have and could have heard. And so a hardened neck 
that's one of the most dangerous things we can do. Because what we're saying is there's information that I need to hear, information that could help me, but I'm not going to listen to it. And that's the place that the people of God had come to. Wow, what a sad and desperate place that was. We'll end there. It's the end of the chapter. We'll begin a brand new chapter next episode, chapter number 20. Hope you'll join us. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.